Thank you for tuning in to The Balancing Fact. I'm Angela Calais. I have been a full-time realtor for the past 15 years. With three kids running a real estate brokerage, I work to dispel the myth that you cannot have a work-life balance when working in real estate. That balance looks different for everybody. Today, my guest is Natalie Benoit. Natalie is a holistic wellness coach and Reiki master teacher for over 20 years. Her mission and passion is to teach individuals to naturally heal body, mind, and spirit. I could not be more excited to have Natalie as my guest today. Hi, good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Angela. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So we have known each other. I was trying to figure it out. Um, I want to say like 16 years because it was prior to me um, even being pregnant with my oldest and he's 14 and a half. Right. Right. So that's a long time. Oh, I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I first started coming to you for Reiki treatments to help prepare because I knew I was going to um, try to have a baby. Right. And I just kind of wanted to prep my body, get myself ready, do whatever I had to do to kind of set myself up for a positive experience. And I loved our time together. Um, And over the years, it has just our relationship has transformed. You have transformed. You've grown in so much education and knowledge, and you are just a wealth of information. So when I decided I wanted to do this podcast, you were one of the first people that came to mind that I definitely wanted to have on. But I'm like, what do we talk about? Because <laughs> she, Natalie's been with me for so long. Right. We've gone through so many different things. We've had... Um, uh, you know, where do we start? Like you wear a lot of hats. You have so much knowledge. Like where, where, where do we begin? Where do you want to start girl? Well, <laughs> first I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and your journey and oh, your decision you. to have children and be, you know, cognizant and aware about choices with deciding to become pregnant, even deciding to come in for Reiki to balance your mind, body, spirit before conceiving. I think that's just brilliant. I think you're ahead of your time for sure. And so that's just a great um, example to so many human beings. So I'm so proud of you. And it's an honor to know you. It's same throwing it back at you. You've evolved so much as a human being and you just have so many, you tick so many boxes. So I think you're just an awesome, kind, intelligent human being and a force to be reckoned with. So thank you. So it's an honor to share this space with you. Although this is a podcast and we're kind of chit chatting, I still consider it sacred space. So I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in your life and I'm grateful that you thought of me to to be in a podcast with. I'm excited. I'm so excited to share this time together. Absolutely. Oh I'm 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 really excited. So um you know we we gear our this podcast toward moms, but specifically moms who are in the same field as me, because I feel like we have different challenges than a mom in, um, you know, who might be a teacher, a mom who might be a doctor, whatever, every different career has its own obstacles. Um, But you have two grown girls Mm -hmm. who you've done an amazing job. I'm tearing up just thinking about it because your girls are amazing. Thank you so much. So you're a role model. Tell me, what kind of lessons have you learned from your daughters? I mean, gosh, excellent question. So like you said, every 
every working mom is, it, it presents different challenges for you know each individual family for sure. Um, but starting right out of the gate, when I decided to start a family, it's my personality too, where I, I really wanted to be the best mom that I could be coming from uh, tremendous dysfunction, really uh, abusive family. I really wanted to shift that, um, that legacy. And so I did, although there wasn't a lot available when I first started uh, to research to, to become a mom. Um, this was, I didn't have a computer. <laughs> My girls laugh about that. You know, we didn't have, there wasn't much at the library. It was all very conventional information, but um, with, just with the intention, I think with every mom, as she's starting that journey to decide to have a family, it's to become clear with what is your intention what what do you want that to look like and to um, focus on your priorities so i knew out of the gate uh, even as a younger person i always wanted to be a mom but i also wanted to um to balance all aspects of my life and so even before we started a family my husband and i had many discussions and i advise all my clients before they start a family start putting everything out on the table so you can be on the same page before you bring that child into the world and then um, how we've been raised as women it's always to put everybody else first and i had clarity um, through early readings um, reading about dysfunctional families toxic families um, really trying to put the pieces of my puzzle together i realized early on that self-care was going to be very important that my children would be entering my life as opposed to my life just focusing 100% on the children. And so that's an interesting uh, dynamic where as women we're brought up to be caretakers and put everybody else first. But as a holistic practitioner, I see so often in my practice, especially women who, if they're giving from uh, an empty cup, that's when you're setting yourself up for disease. And then not just physical disease, but depression, anxiety, on and on. So um, I think being very intentional out of the gate when I started my family and um, prioritizing myself and family over all else. And so th when I share, this is about my journey to every individual. They're trying to figure out their own path, but to have clarity. And I, I find that the hard work and being so intentional out of the gate now i have a 20 and a 22 year old the hard work and really taking care of myself mm -hmm. prioritizing my family while while working while opening my own business um all the pieces of the puzzle kind of fell together my belief system is that when you really um are intentional when you when you focus on the what you really, really desire, the universe gets behind you. And so I wish, uh, you know, I had this language much earlier in my life, but, mm -hmm. you know, starting at 31, starting my family, um, gosh, better late than never. And the payoff has been so great. So I've just had really the luxury of prioritizing self, family, the children, and then frankly, my job last. But mm -hmm. interestingly enough, it's... It's like when you focus on the family and the family dynamic. So for my husband, then we, I was very clear about asking for help. And, mm. you know, and when the girls were littler, um, it's like age appropriate. Like they started doing like little chores at 18 months, like simply putting their shoes underneath the bed. So we, I created um, a system that works. 
So age-appropriate chores by the time the girls were in grade school, um, where they would have simple chores, like this is a great tip for moms of grade schoolers. Every evening, I would just set a timer for 10 minutes where they would just bust a move to loud music to maintain their room, put things away, put um, folded laundry away, put some of their toys away. So 10 minutes a day. And then on weekends, they were responsible to neat in their room and, and vacuum. So mama didn't have everything to do herself. Mm -hmm. So it's really family management. It's like when you are a mom to be the CEO of your family and not get caught up in um, overwhelm, because even though I'm saying I had so many ducks in a row, certainly we all have days of overwhelm for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you're asking for help, making sure your partner or your spouse is assisting. If you're a single mom, definitely asking for help, having you know other people in your life to assist you for your day-to-day. -day. But the focus, you know, I made sure that when my girls were, you know, even infants to make sure I was getting enough rest. And so it, this is real where, you know, infants, people say, take a, take a nap when the baby's napping. Well, I learned very quickly from a recovering perfectionist that I wasn't going to utilize that time for cleaning. I was going to utilize that time for rest because I, mm -hmm. I saw very soon because I did suffer mastitis, uh, which is a breast infection from uh, breastfeeding, but it's from doing too much. Mm -hmm. So I learned pretty quickly to try to balance between doing and resting. And I learned pretty quickly to enlist help, conversations yeah. with my husband and that we had more balance of, although, you know, he was working full-time out of the home. Um, I was working part-time out of the home where I needed more help because kids are full-time. Kids yeah. are full-time. So asking for help. So it's always a constant um, negotiation between myself, my children, and my husband. And I think for us, even as um, when they were little kids, we would have meetings on Sundays. Mm. So everyone had a voice. Everyone knew what expectations were, what the schedule looked like for the week, mm. and what, where everyone Love that. where everyone could be heard, and nothing was off the table. So I think, yeah, when you kind of come together as a family once a week, whatever that works for you, and then we also prioritized, but we also had the luxury. I'll be clear about that. My husband makes his own schedule. Um, for years, I did work outside of the home as a bartender and a waitress and a holistic uh, nutritionist, holistic mm -hmm. health coach. Those don't seem like they line up, but... Um, <laughs> Works for you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, but the days when I wasn't out of the home to bartender, waitress, we had family dinners. And I can't underscore that enough either. And for some families, it's difficult if the dad works till seven or whatever that looks like. So then you prioritize on weekends or mm -hmm. it's really focusing on where... Um, where the family system can succeed and mm -hmm. that quality over quantity. Yeah. I, pre I pretty much have had the luxury of having both quality and quantity, uh, but focusing on, on quantity is the most important for those moms who are super, super busy. And then I'm talking about having dinner every night together. And some of the moms are like, oh, I wish, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Well, you can find other sacred time. That, that connection time could be in the morning for a breakfast, it could be dinner time, it could be right after school, if you know, to have snack time together. Yeah. Every day if you connect. What I found really is if everyone's needs are met, so that's the husband, the wife, the children, however many that you have, 
um, intending on having their needs met and mm-hmm. that their voices are heard. And then the rest really falls into place. So I, the, it was hard work, girl. That's real. Yeah. But being a mom, no matter what, is hard work. But I find that being more of an attachment parent, being really aware and present, um, really trying my best to meet the kids' needs, it absolutely was exhaustive. But the payoff is so incredible. Now yeah. I have the two adult daughters. We're starting young with responsibility. Gosh, even when they were in grade school, I'm not kidding. Not one time did I check their online portal for grades. Yeah. Not once. So when you start young, where I'm putting it like I'm so you should be so proud of yourself instead of I'm saying, I'm so proud of you. I'm I'm saying you're you should be so proud uh, of yourself. your hard work, your dedication. Yeah. And then I and I trust you. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. Do do your personal best. My the luxury is my two daughters, their personal best has been A's. Mm-hmm. But may I say um, you know, I'm kind of all over the page here. One of the keys to my success for raising the daughters, which I was intentional, that's real. Am I a good parent? I'm a pretty good parent, but I would say for our journey, um, I grew up cer- certainly nutrient deficient for sure. Mm-hmm. We did not have enough nutrition growing up, much American diet, poor family. Um, for my daughters, being really nutrient sound, they were well behaved. They had very good grades, but I think brain chemistry is balanced when you're very nutritionally sound. So Mm -hmm. having said that, the work of making sure my daughters had healthy, wholesome meals paid off a thousandfold. That made my job so much easier. We didn't go, and I ask my husband too uh, often, I'm like, am I delusional? Were the girls naughtier than I remember or because I hear different (laughs) stories or terrible twos? We did not go through that. Yeah. We did not go through that. And it wasn't because I was an authoritarian parent or they were frightened. I swear it's because they had enough nutrients and omega-3s mm. for their brain function and, and their gut was healthy and whole from having uh, their microbiome, having probiotics and things of that mm. nature. So I think nutrition <laughs> nutrition for the yeah. children made my life so much easier. It made this job as a parent so much easier. What did that look like for you? Um, and I think I, you said a few things that I think are amazing takeaways. One, I got goosebumps when you said that these children were coming into your life. Yes. Like, hello. Like, <laughs> I I never, like, what an important shift and way to look at that because, and I get goosebumps just saying it again, because I think as a mom, we are, we, at least I did, I can't speak for everybody, but I had this immediate feeling like now I live for this child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything that I do is going to be about this child mm-hmm. and you lose yourself. Absolutely. Um, and that's not to say not prioritizing your children. My kids have always been my priority. For sure. But um, there were definitely years where I just lost myself. And I think it um, can be seen. And as you see, like the the growth in my profession as well mm-hmm. as my personal growth, because when you don't have your voice, that is going to come through in every avenue sure. of what you do. And then I, my way of um, coping with that would be 
lashing out or just getting to the point where um, I, I would be so hard on myself for um, not having that healthy breakfast or, you know, I making the right choices or getting upset because, um, you know, in a two parent household, it can be difficult because you're brought up different ways. You may have different ideas of what is healthy. And so um, obviously there's that, that guilt that goes behind. I'm not making every possible right decision. But like you said, if you have that family meeting or family dinner once a week, make that like as, as the quality absolutely and and then you really will treasure that time and i think those are the things that will sink in those are the things that the kids will remember so it's not necessarily um i'm going to feel so guilty you know, forgive yourself for the for things sure. that you didn't do oh my gosh as yeah. great as you thought you could in your for head for sure and and well, move no on to the next per- thing no such thing as perfection. And as moms, moms and dads should be really gentle to the journey. So I'm just speaking from my personal experience. And I'm so grateful that just God gave me information. I was very prayerful too. Again, coming from such a toxic background, you know, abusive family. And um, so it it just, I I came from a different perspective. Like I I already was at at a limit you know, before I started my family. So I urge every mom to be really gentle to the journey. But here's the thing, we're never going to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. so that's such a blessing for our children to see that too. Because I'll tell you, as I'm explaining my journey, and someday I'll write a book, um, no perfection, for sure. I did the best that I could in every moment, but mistakes are part of the game. Mm -hmm. And then what is a blessing when children see that? So um, although, shoot, sometimes they're better behaved than I was. So there are times if I stress with work, stress with my spouse, stress in just in general. Yeah, gosh, in 2009, you know, with that um, financial situation, mm-hmm. I had like a huge cut and we were under so much stress. <clears throat> we almost lost our home and, um, you know, a couple times losing it. You know, I'm like, shit. Um, and then, but then my daughters see and I'm like, gosh, I'm so sorry. And then I've explained to my daughters, I'm only human. I'm yep. so frustrated or I'm so stressed. So they didn't see, they certainly did not see perfection. And there's weeks where, you know, things are going so great or, you know, everything's, you know, nutrition, nutrition. And then other weeks there's an ebb and a flow. So mm-hmm. they're seeing there's no such thing as perfection. And what I, what I what practice, what I preach is that the more that we know, the better that we do. When we know better, we do better. And when we look back, when we've made mistakes to move to forgiveness, because when we look at our children, when they're a parent someday, we would not be as hard on those children as we are on ourselves, mm-hmm. how they're parenting. And I find like there's some stepping stools here. I, my husband and I, boy, have we stepped up our game compared to our parents. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer is that my daughters really step up their game compared to our parenting. Like you mm-hmm. keep evolving, you live and you learn. But to be, we are human beings, to be in a state of forgiveness, and that's especially for self. That's been a huge part of my journey. I'm 53. At about 40 years old is when I really shifted into forgiving myself. Like, damn, yeah. I am doing so much better. Why don't I keep looking at the wins as mm-hmm. opposed to where did where did I fail? Where did I make those mistakes? Because let's be clear, 
that's how, I mean, I was very intentional, but I, I was also not in the know. There was so, again, I didn't have, you couldn't like Google something. Yeah. You know? And the books, it's what, the books were there of what, what the convention was offering. So boy, I, my first pregnancy. So again, I'm a holistic health practitioner with an emphasis on holistic nutrition. But dude, I didn't know that with my first pregnancy. Epic fail. I thought I was eating healthy because of what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. I thought that book was, you know, uh, cutting edge. Not so much. <laughs> so that pregnancy, my daughter who's 22 will say, gosh, mom, I was a guinea pig. Yep. Yeah. Work. <laughs> but then now I forgive myself. I was doing the best I could. My second pregnancy, I knew so much more. And my joke, I have the two kids. By the time I had a fifth kid, I would be like a perfect parent. But mm -hmm. I only have two. So... I say that all the time, like, let's just have another one so we can do it right this time. <laughs> let's not mess up this one. That would be really cool. Exactly. But may I say, even to pause on that, and I speak to this to my daughters, my clients as well, what really gives me peace, like people in general, I mean, my my clients or friends, they think I come from a place of judgment or, um, or they're, yeah. they're putting that pressure on themselves. Like, what is Natalie going to think? I don't give a shit. I care about you. I care about your family. I don't, what you do in your private home your, is none of my effing business. So when people see me at a grocery store, they run the other way because they're afraid I'm going to see. <laughs> Look and see what's in the cart. I'm like, I don't yeah. have your own personal private business. But as I've evolved, when you, you know better, you do better. So, you know, my second pregnancy, I just learned so much more about a healthy pregnancy, a natural pregnancy. And, but I moved to forgiveness. At least I see myself evolving. So if mm -hmm. you're moving forward, that's all you can ask. And what I feel strongly, actually my point, cause you don't know where I'm gonna go. I, I start to veer off to the right, to the left. Sure, wherever um, it takes you. Thank you. Um, my, my point is that these souls, I feel strongly. So I'm, I'm also an interfaith minister. I love theology. I love spirituality. I believe that the children's soul chose us for the, mm -hmm. the experience that we offer. And so to even touch on that, even my uh, difficult childhood, not only do I forgive my parents, I absolutely am so grateful for the experience. I believe my soul chose those parents for the complexity that they offered, mm. the difficulties that they offered. So then when I speak to my daughters, you know, when I have an epic fail, I'm like, your soul chose me. So <laughs> <laughs> you picked this. Yeah. You picked this, but that's for every parent. That's where I know parents are doing the best they can. And I know their the children's soul chose them. So I do, I truly move to non-judgment. We're just all here in this huge life school. And if you keep evolving, you're doing it right. If you don't yeah. stay stuck and you keep keep doing the best that you can and and finding joy in life, finding what your joy is and finding your children's joy, allowing them to be who they're meant to be. That's something in my family, my parents, my dad always kind of impressed on his kids what he wanted them to be, what sports he wanted them to be in. So mm -hmm. I learned valuable lessons of what I didn't want to be as much as what I wanted to be through my parents. Yeah. God, I tell my children that all the time. God shows you who you want to be and who you don't want to be all the time. You have rich examples every single day and you get to choose. And so that's free will. So I, my children, they were really allowed to be whomever they desired to be. I paid attention to what brought them joy, what they enjoyed doing. Once in a while, I try to talk them into something. You know, I have one daughter who is more of an athlete. They're, both daughters are dancers, but one daughter is more of an athlete. The younger daughter, I'd say, 
well, you want to try basketball? It's fun. And she'd say, no, thank you, mommy. What? <laughs> it's, it looks really cool. You want to try soccer, Julia? It's a fun. No, thank you, mommy. So I knew in my heart, well, she's not called to that. She's no. saying, no, thank you. And so I didn't, I didn't force it. Mm -hmm. they, when they played different instruments, they, I didn't force it. If you sign up for something, you want to finish the season or you want to finish that particular commitment, but then mm -hmm. that's it. If you decide it's not for you, there was zero pressure from, from my end, allowing them who they're divinely intended to be, because that's really the end goal that we're really yeah. all here to support whatever that individual, whatever they're divinely intended to be, be it a spouse, be it a friend, be it a child. We're really here just to hold sacred space for each other to evolve into whomever we're divinely meant to be. Oh boy. Jesus help us. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, I know that nutrition, like you mentioned, is a big um, kind of starting point. It is. Um, and when the kids were little or as they started to grow and maybe started to get into school, yes. schedules start a little, getting a little bit more crazy. Yeah. They're getting up earlier. Yes. Um, what did a healthy breakfast look like yes. on a good day for your family? And then maybe on a, one of those hectic, crazy days, mm -hmm. what is a substitute? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. So, um, you know, as I, talk to other parents as I counsel other uh, clients and things of that nature. So I, yeah, there, there's both. So for sure, because early on, I started to prioritize nutrition. So with all due respect to every family and every mama out there, I do say out loud though, um, if a client says, well, you know, I don't have time to cook or I don't, mm. have, um, that's a belief, not a truth. That is a yeah. belief, not a truth. So we need to shift where, where's the priority? And so as a holistic nutritionist, my goodness, that I want to scream from the, the mountaintops, all of our lives are so much easier when everybody has nutrition. The moms and the dads, they're far less stressed. There's less, um, you know, what would be infections. There's the children are so much better behaved. So it is so worth it to put the time in. So um, what, what I learned early on is we became a whole food family. I was 31 years old when I accidentally cured myself of all my diseases because my daughter who was breastfed, it was very sick as an infant and then learned a fantastic book by um, Dr. Michael Schmidt. It is called Healing Childhood Ear Infections. Healing Childhood Ear Infections. Every mother should read that book before she even has children. It's such a mm -hmm. profound book. So in black and white, I learned that dairy products can cause ear infections. All the specialists didn't discuss that. The ear, nose, and throat specialists, they talked about tubes in her ears. So I cut out dairy, went to a whole foods diet, and my daughter never had another ear infection, and I accidentally cured myself through food. It was a miracle, but I was also pissed at 31, sickly all of my life. Like, why didn't anybody yeah. ever? But I'm also 31. So is that rocket science? But it, it goes to show I was also indoctrinated. I mm. was also blueprinted with our culture, the American diet, the ease of packaged foods and uh, processed foods and things of that nature. So when I healed myself, I'm like, damn, uh, game is on. No, and There's no going back. Now I feel well. Um, I'm not suffering. And then now my baby's healed. So that became a huge priority for us. So I suggest it's like for moms and dads to really start to lean into wellness. It's preparation. It's preparation. Mm -hmm. It's so for our family. 
Sundays was a great day for me in the morning hours to prep food for the week. So, and when even the, my girls were pretty damn tiny, um, they would have to ask. They would definitely have to ask, but I had bags, baggies filled or little snack things filled. I had fruit, um, like oranges already peeled in little containers, mm. um, mini carrots, blah, blah, blah. So they could grab and go. So um, my both my daughters are very early risers. Uh, their mother is not. Um, so when they were on the weekends, it's like even they're pretty damn tiny, you know, four and five and six years old, that they were allowed to go grab a, a small container of oranges and have quiet time. And then if it was before 7 a.m., I wasn't getting up before 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. And so to set to succeed. So to answer your question, on a good day, see, I would just make sure I was up early enough to start the day where they had most often a hot breakfast mm -hmm. and most of their peers did not. But that's simply because too, because that was my priority. That's yeah. I was already in my mind's eye. I would make sure I get a decent sleep. So I felt like, you know, strong enough to get up, make a decent breakfast. Most often it was like um, scrambled eggs with uh, a vegetable like broccoli mm -hmm. or asparagus, onions. And then a smoothie that most mm -hmm. often, most often, really, you could ask my girls, really, I mean, throughout, <laughs> from kindergarten throughout high school, like people in high school, you know, my daughter's like, nobody gets a hot breakfast, mom. And I'm yeah. like, you're welcome. Yeah. But on the days, let's say it was a weekend. And no, then I, see, they didn't have to study on Saturday morning. You're on your own. Go mm -hmm. grab, I don't care if it's oranges or carrots or an apple. Then I see most families are having the hot breakfast on the weekend. We're having the hot breakfast during the week so that they were really nutrient sound yep. focus. So we kind of, we kind of flipped that script. So, mm -hmm. but were there times, certainly there's times where I had to be out of the home early and they were on their own or, um, or if I wasn't feeling well, I mean, there's a million hypotheticals where then they knew to, you know, have a banana and, you know, maybe some almond milk and that that was their breakfast for the day. But we always, when people say, well, what do you girls snack on? Or what are they? Fruits and vegetables, fruits mm -hmm. and vegetables. Oh, but that's how they were raised. And so it's like nothing unusual. And so mm -hmm. when they bring snack for school, it would usually be a fruit. And um, lunches, see, I did set myself to succeed. Both my girls were making their own lunches by kindergarten. Mm. Uh, so what, what yeah. kind of complaints? So I'm making the breakfast. They're making their lunch. Yeah, they knew what to choose. They knew what to choose. Yeah. And so, but I had that all available for them. And, you know, they could just grab and go. So most often during the winter months, on Sundays, I'd make a soup or a stew. And then I would help to warm it too. And then they'd have it in a thermos and then a fruit and a vegetable, maybe mm. some nuts. And that would be their lunch throughout the winter months. The warmer months would be a big salad, including some type of bean, um, some type of, of nut or a seed, homemade dressing, um, hummus and carrots perhaps. And you know, when they're in middle school, both daughters are like, people ask me, why are you on a diet? Oh, and then my double that's only what you eat if you want to lose weight, right? <laughs> and yeah. the both girls would say, oh, well, this is how I eat. Yeah, this is how I eat. So, um, yeah, so I set set to succeed. And then having said that, you know, so breakfast usually was eggs for the organic eggs, may I say organic eggs are a superfood. Conventional mm -hmm. eggs are a chemical cocktail. Um, yep, it's pretty it's 
it's complicated. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but organic eggs are a superfood. And then they had that vegetable. And then in the smoothie, had fruit, um, chia seeds, hemp seeds, um, flax seeds for the omegas for brain mm -hmm. function. And then a couple handfuls of dark greens. I, I advise everybody have dark greens every day. Dark greens aren't a big thing for little kids, especially even my daughters. They'd prefer the romaine or like um, a cabbage type salad yeah. over over the dark greens. So I put it in the smoothie. Mm -hmm. So really what my kids and my husband and I would have in the morning, that would set us for the day. Yeah. And then sometimes I would just, let's say we I had to be out early, I'd make smoothies in the evening. That worked. My sister did that for years too. She's like, I just don't have... I don't organize the time well enough in the morning. <clears throat> you can make them in the evening yeah, and have them grab and go. And then the kids can have that smoothie and then grab something else. I don't mm -hmm. know, banana or carrots or. Uh, well, and that's that smoothie can be filling enough sometimes. Oh, absolutely. My one son, um, when I make, I make smoothies every morning, I would say there's a couple times a month where they don't get a smoothie okay. and I'll, and that's just how it is. For sure. Um, but I have one son who'll drink the smoothie and say, Mom, you want me to eat the eggs too? Like I'm full. <laughs> and then my other son would be taking another one out the door if he could. That's true. You know. Yes. And that's and it might differ ba based on the day, but sometimes that smoothie can be oh, a meal. But I started implementing that because I figured at least I know they're getting what they need. And the rest of the day, if it doesn't go perfect, I at least know they got what they needed. I agree. And to speak to that. That's that is a thousand and ten percent. So yes, my focus like this has become a lifestyle for me for sure. But many individuals, I don't care where they're starting in their wellness journey or even mm -hmm. with their young kids. It's like then focus on trying to get good in. The more good in that you get, your body can figure it out. So mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. So if you're <clears> having something great to start their day, they're getting those nutrients, those vitamins, minerals, enzymes. They're going to be all right. No matter what their choices are for that day, you're you're really setting the stage and they're receiving those wonderful nutrients mm -hmm. to start the day. Yep, yep. I think the biggest challenge that um, uh, a lot of moms, regardless of the profession, but in my profession um, that I have found is finding that time mm -hmm. to get it done where you're not preoccupied with something else. So what I found for me, and you know this because we've talked about so many times. Thank you for talking to me about it. Um, pleasure. Is, um, you know, knowing that I wanted to do these things and constantly making the excuse of, well, my clients need me. I have a deadline. I know I have 30 emails in my inbox waiting for me. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you kind of have that wake up moment where, I, and for me, um, I just said, how much, how bad do I want it? Right. How, I don't want it bad enough because if I really wanted these things for my family or for my morning or selfishly for myself, because I would feel better knowing right. that they got what I wanted them to get. Um, I didn't want it bad enough. Right. And well, I would kick myself for not doing it. And that's not helping anybody no. either. So well, it's, it's about prioritizing, making sure. that time. So well, here's the when thing. I started getting so, up earlier, right, and I don't look at my work phone, yeah. I don't check my email, I don't go on social media. Sometimes I'll post like a pretty picture of the breakfast I make for the kids. So I'm it. like, ooh, one today. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> you know, let's inspire, you know, this, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, 
and it's not in a way to say, Hey, look at me. It's like, Hey, we can, you can do it too. That's like, Hey, awesome. I didn't think I could do this. Feel there that. were years where I just kicked myself that my kids were eating cereal in the morning mm -hmm. and yeah, they had their almond milk. So I thought that was my win. Maybe that was my win. It was your win. So, you know, I, I had to, like you said, prioritize and make that the important thing for my day. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's really, so you're kind of beating yourself up. So I'm glad you're moving to forgiveness. I think yeah. checking the emails and I, this is my fault too. My husband had to get on my ass and say, you know, can you put your phone down, Natalie? So I've now, I, mm. I've been much better at boundaries as well. Well, my clients need me. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But you, we need you more. Yeah. So I, I get lost in this too, but may I say it's, it's likely due to, it's some self-sabotage on our part. Firstly, secondly, having to do with um, like self-worth. So mm. we're finding more value through the work as opposed uh. to the value through the family. So it, it, it really, for you and I and the, the most moms out there, it, it is like a trauma response. We, mm. are, we are, you know, valuing ourselves through doing instead of being. And oh that's, my God. That's, that's yeah. Holy Preach. cow. Preach. For real. And then really it's it's when we start to prioritize the self because our self, we are, these children are connected to an umbilical cord, an energy umbilical cord forever. When they're grown up and they start their families, we're connected still to these babies. So it's as we're not prioritizing the time and the meal time with the family and making that healthy breakfast and we're paying attention, it's, it's really our own self-sabotage. We're just, mm -hmm. we're creating, and when you're, acclimated to trauma, we create more trauma for ourselves, meaning then we're beating ourselves up for not being what we wanted to do. So we create the cycle over and over again. Mm -hmm. And really when then you're saying, I, I got my priorities straight, it's really, it was a moment of healing is what that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When I Big finally, time. finally had clarity of healing, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting sucked in to this vortex of needing to be needed by others, like valuing myself, be making myself available. I'm like, oh, hell to the no. Now, Saturdays mm -hmm. and Sundays are family mm -hmm. or, or downtime or self-time. Unless, I mean, I do have a class occasionally on a Sunday, class occasionally on a Saturday, but point being, and then I don't answer texts at, I did. I was answering texts. Mm -hmm. You would not believe, dude, the texts are, what's your favorite green tea? And it's like 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. My daughter's yeah. toe and it's bleeding. It's like 930. What would you do? What would I do? Huh? And I'm like, thank you for reaching out. I'm by appointment only. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reaching Good out. Good for you. Appointment only. Yes. You can reach me during business hours. See, but and I'm so many realtors find validation and they feel like their worth is in their availability. It's not. And that's How not quickly can they answer the phone? How quickly can they respond? How? And, and it's. In blah 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 blah. You know, I, I, I can't even find the words to I say like how warped that is. That is not the value that you offer to your clients or to anybody is your availability. True. And that's even I mean, even young whippersnappers. It's like I wish young women especially would value self. Like uh, mm -hmm. I've had many clients, friends who are workaholics. One yeah. of my friends uh, of many years, she doesn't have her own children, but, and she was workaholic. I'm like, you're not valuing yourself. You're thinking, oh my gosh, like the bosses are, well, I have so many emails. The emails were effing weight. 
But what about mm-hmm. you? What about your downtime? What about ass time? What about just rest? I'm mm-hmm. like, if you were to die today, they'd be like, meh, and then move on. Right. The, the bosses. They're not like, You're oh right. my God, she's a rock star. No, we, we do. That is also about self-value. I don't care if you're a mom or if you're if you're single and you don't have children yet. If you're not prioritizing your own private time, that is also you're valuing yourself through doing and not not being. Can, yeah. I, can I go, 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 do, do, do? Right. And that serves really no one. And so many people um, that I, that in my profession are very perfectionist type A driven. Sure. You have to be to be successful right. in this job. Right. Um, not necessarily that you have to be type A, but you have to be driven. And right. there's always that certain level of perfectionism. Right. And um, sometimes ego takes over. Sure. And that's something that, you know, we we deal with regularly from, mm-hmm. you know, working with other colleagues and things. But, right. Um, that's that's not this. That that can be very toxic. Yes, and that's a balancing act. But that's a perfect example of God shows you what you want to be, what you don't want to be. You can mm-hmm. see through someone else, like okay, they're more ego based, they're more you know egocentric. That's like all the facade is so important to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can appreciate being, you know, perfectionism, if you will, to be super organized and be on task for the work that you do. You have to be, there, there has to be some kind of flow chart there where mm-hmm. you have to be so on task, but then that's where scheduling and, and knowing what your, your ebb and your flow of your day would look like and still prioritize self. But right. then you can be that example when you are prioritizing more yourself and your family then you're giving permission for others to do the same. Yep. Oh, and for sure. You can be that that model of, you know, you can, we can have it all. We can't have it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. We can have it all perfectly. That's Thank sure. you. Yes. But we can have it all. So you want to give. So my advice to everyone too is wherever you are, do your best to give 100%. If you're with your children, give 100%. Don't be on your phone. It's the connection that they feel. You mm-hmm. Kids, you can't fool kids. Our parents can't fool us. There's that whole hierarchy. Energy is energy is energy. When you're present, they know it. They feel it. But then that yeah. fills their cup. That fills your cup. And then when you're with a client or you're on a call, then you're 100% with that instead of being distracted here. So it really is kind of chunking out your day for yeah. sure. And then have your own quiet time. That was always a priority to me. I happened to love to read and the luxury of going back to school when my kids were little. The luxury was that I did love to study. Thank you, Jesus. Um, But then I made that a priority. So I wasn't like most of my peer group. They know every movie. They know all the different shows. Well, Mm. my priority is reading. So I was studying, which was a luxury. But when my kids were down... That was my downtime, which is sounds the contrary, but I enjoyed it. So studying. Now I'm not studying anymore, but I'm still reading in the evening hours. But that's me time. That's downtime yeah. that I enjoy. And that's a priority. And so every family, it's like, well, you have to find the time for the priority. Yeah. So for many families, I have clients as well who are moms. Then they're doing their prep at the nighttime for breakfast and for the dinner the next day, because mm-hmm. their early evening is so batshit crazy busy. It's really, it's navigating this this crazy mm-hmm. life and fit, fitting in. Planning is everything. Planning is mm-hmm. everything. But but prioritizing self is really important. And then, right, not, not 
competing, not in constant competition, yes. but in competition with ourselves. Are we better right. than we were the day before? So if that person, maybe their sales are higher because they are available 24 hours a day and they're exhausted, well, good for them. Mm -hmm. Then they're the highest in sales. And right. then maybe you're not the highest in sales, but then whatever that looks like for your family, but then you have that quality time. Yeah. There, there are, there are millions of people that would, you know, sever an arm to have the blessings that we have and have the, the problem of balancing it all. We are right. so, so fortunate to move into a, a state of gratitude as we're trying to balance this batshit crazy life. So I love fortunate. that. Thank you so much. I feel like that is a great way to come to a conclusion Excellent. on our conversation. We could talk all day. Honestly. I know we really, could. Really, for hours and hours and hours. For <laughs> so I hope you'll come back some other time I and talk some more. It. I would love it. As I, you know, it's an honor to be here. When I Once I start talking, it's like diarrhea of the mouth. So <laughs> as I tell people that all the time, like, I could sit and talk about this all day. Not that you want to listen to me. <laughs> I would listen to what I have to say, but man, I could just go on and on. And then can we yeah, talk about this? And then this. So we'll, we'll have you I back would, another time. I would I feel like it. there's so many more things that we can talk about too, but this was a topic, right. There's, we, we, we covered like a dozen more, more topics today, this little synopsis. So at any point you pick a topic and we can, we can hone in on that at any time. It's an love it. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too. And I'm so proud of you. You're a fierce you. force to be reckoned with. You really are doing it right. Know that those children, their soul chose you. Be gentle to the journey. You are doing it right. And then imagine, my gosh, if, if our children have children, then they'll really get it right. Oh God, right. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Stop it. It's Stop. true. <laughs> We're going to be such awesome grandparents. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. I can't oh. wait to be called granny. Me too. And I will get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, all right. Well, lovely to share this time with you, Angela. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. I'm proud of you. I, I call you, it's an honor to call you friend. And it's it's an honor um, that we're both women. You make me proud to be a woman. You too. Thank all you, right. Natalie. All right. I love you, Angela. Love you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you have found value in these episodes, please be sure to share and subscribe. I have so much more in store with guests that I can't wait to learn from.